Eyes up, Guardians. We are live for episode 131 of the Conqueror's Corner podcast. Today is Thursday, September 21st. I am the Destiny Bad Boy, not Ryan Fox, and I am here with my fire team, who all of you CCPs know by now. Jared. Hey, everyone. So this week we got some improvements to the Crota Raid, funny guns, maybe hopefully finally dead. Uh, we got a fundraiser going on in game and uh, a cool catalyst coming next season. And the Chronicler himself, Chato Cerro. I, I can wholeheartedly say that since we're getting a podcast in here, I will remember the 21st night of September, um, if only because it's recorded. And as a reminder, if you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch, thank you very much. But don't forget, you can take us on the road via Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast services. Make sure you subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, click the bell, turn on notifications, yada, yada, yada. Follow us on Twitter at DestinyCCPod. Send us bungee friend requests so we can play games together. Join the Discord server. We're always looking for people to raid. Usually we have four or five pretty solid. Sometimes we're scrambling for that last one or two, and that could be you. We have a lot to discuss this week. Uh, from Hippie's Twid, but before we get to that, let's listen to our intro music who comes to you from everybody's favorite link who you can find on Twitter at Link of Time G. to Conquer's Corner, a Destiny podcast. Wow, Link, thank you. Fantastic job. Jared? Hey, everyone. So, uh, Twitch quite long this week. We're going to summarize majority of it and um, probably some debate here and there. But not much debate for this first topic, and that's for veterans by veterans. And on Tuesday, the Bungie Foundation launched a veteran-focused campaign in partnership with Team Rubicon to showcase the support for those who serve and help provide uh, humanitarian aid uh, to the communities facing crisis. The campaign, uh, which runs until the end of Season 22, features an all-new emote designed in collaboration with veteran Bungie employees called Jumpmaster. All profits from the emote available now in Eververse will be split equally between Bungie Foundation and Team Rubicon. Uh, emote's pretty cool. You kind of like you throw out um, your ghost like as a toy soldier whenever you as a, as a kid. And it hits the, the parachute goes out and it, and it floats down. Uh, this is pretty cool. I think um, it's been a while since I dumped some silver into the Bungie store. And I think this might be a good reason to do so. Uh, there's also a pretty cool emblem that you can get, like the clouds, pretty blue, and uh, the parachute coming down with a ghost. Now, uh, crafting. So, I doubt most people who listen to this podcast was living under a rock for the last uh, week or so in Destiny 2 community, and they can see that crafting funny guns just went amok, am I right? Ha, huh, yeah, exactly. The Amorite auto rifle was very high usage just this last week. And along with the machine guns, I've seen a bunch of uh, mulligan perks being a master on stuff that just blows my mind. Um, 
Budgie, this is a tough bug for them to fix. Um, you know, so whenever I seen this start happening, I'm like, wow, this is might be the most <laughs> broken bug I've seen in Destiny in some time. I think you probably, have, I don't even know what you have to go back to to find a glitch that was this bad. It'd have to probably be like Crota on the knees with the Ethernet cord. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. So they, they give you like 10,000 words on why it was hard to fix and how they fixed it, which I'm all about those things. Tell us why it's hard to fix. I'm going to cut you a lot more slack if you help me understand it a little. But wouldn't it have been just as easy to make it to where, like, could they not add a delay or something from the time you select the weapon to where, like, before you, that just seems way simpler to me than all they were talking about. Just whenever you click the weapon, just add, like, a five-second delay or something. That way mm -hmm. you can't, like, pull the old data through. Because people were, like, going into router settings and capping their upload and download speed in order to get this to work and everything. So it was a whole thing, but it is what it from, is. Uh, uh, from from my understanding there, Mr. Not Ryan, there the problem was that there was a delay. It wasn't an instantaneous click and you're in. It's a click delay animation in, which gave people enough time if they throttled or were on like a the the oldest console that works, enough time to be able to click right or right or left bumper move click is because there was a delay. Now, if you mean a delay yeah. as in you can't move anything during that delay. Yeah. 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 That, that's, know. that's that I, I said it poorly, but what I meant was like, whenever I click it, it like pauses all other inputs for like a couple seconds and then takes you into the crafting screen. But I didn't, uh, I didn't articulate that well, but that's kind of in my head was how they would fix it. But yeah, I'm really surprised how long they waited before like um, taking away some of the crafted weapons and and taking away some of the perks that was on them. I kind of felt like that was going to be an early Monday thing, and it still trickled into Tuesday and beyond. And they did um, pat themselves on the back for working a weekend, though. I don't know if you guys caught that or not. Yeah, can't do that for raid weekends. I knew you. Um, I, I so work. I work a lot of weekends, sir. I'm in healthcare. I have no sympathy <laughs> for people working weekends. Uh, the this uh this bug was fixed in four steps. Basically, is what they what they tackled it. So they stopped the exploit. So um, so for new weapons cannot enter the system, and the stuff that they took out, and then they wanted to determine how to. Have to siphon through the crafted weapons of, of the players that have made and separated the affected weapons from the rest. Determine uh, a good state to move uh, internally crafted weapons to, so that players uh, that had a full crafted weapon could still feel valid without, you know, having it as a funny gun. And then find ways to val validate the the steps and gates that they put into place to make sure it goes into effect. So that all went into today with the patch. Um, some other stuff is included in that patch. We'll go over that a little bit later. Uh, now this is a, uh, 
a fundamental change coming up here. As in, just like how airborne effectiveness changed guns, uh, this is probably the next biggest change that I, this kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't expect this, but was a deterministic recoil pattern for auto rifles, pulse rifles, scouts, SMGs, sidearms, hand cannons, traces, and machine guns. So that means whenever you just you go to lay down the trigger and you never take it off of it. The, the reticle bounce will be the same every time for that archetype. And this is only beyond weapons that um, season 22 and beyond. So the weapons before that will not have this recoil pattern that you can kind of memorize or get your muscle memory to. Um, so I guess it's, it's almost in a way to make some of these uh, weapons that's coming out now just a little bit better than previous seasons to make people want to go after them. Um, fusions, shotguns, and sniper rifles will not be getting this treatment. And um, they, they felt that fusion rifle recoil isn't a big factor in the randomness of their recoil patterns. It's much more dependent on accuracy cone growth. And they found the setup for fusion rifles is that um, it can't tell any predictability in the recoil because it actually pieces the bullets so randomly. So even if you had this predicted recoil, it's not going to work because it's more important on the accuracy cone. And they already kind of did a, a fix with shotguns by making them all the same spread pattern. So really nothing there um sniper rifles the only one you're really going to fall into is the rapid fire frame and they just buffed stability recently with the rapid fire frame so nothing too big there i don't think there's feel too bad on mouse and keyboard right now anyway <clears throat> haven't used one on controller in a while but i'm thinking like the only time i ever really used a rapid was like uh we did a couple oryxes somewhat recently um you can get through those get through that pretty quick um there should be no uh weird issues that come up with like action rig or reconstructions using these weapons um they they expect this to go quite over smoothly and um and and be overall an addition to the game all right next up curiosity may kill the cat but what about the Guardian? So um, we've been exploring the Spire so much that you discovered deep si the deepest secrets, not deep side secrets, just deepest. And um, the mystical Akane chambers where Savathun turned trickery into power. Uh, you're free to explore, but try not to become a victim of your own curiosity. So I think Ooh. me and Chad was kind of talking about this like week one, like when you know, you go into the the spy, you kind of just can see, oh, eventually we're gonna open that door, right? Yeah, that big door with the five locks on it, the five hive locks. It's like there's there's got to be something there, mm -hmm. and we initially thought that the fourth um, little altar before you activate each summoning thing was going to be a new, because there's easy, normal, and hard 
for the uh, levels. We thought there was going to be a fourth one that you used for uh, to activate the, to open up the door, but uh, that ended up being just a kiosk. So that's out of the question. Um, so it might just be a thing where if you do five easies or a mix of normals or three hards, it'll just open up the door and you can either end the activity or you go in the door. But I don't know because we know straight up is the Embaru engine. So we know what that is now, um, but we still don't know what's behind the door. People have glitched into it, so you can look it up, oh, but uh, we don't know how to access it yet. God, so it's, it's going to be the time gated thing. I am so over glitches, out of bounds, people. Dude, this out of bounds was like, I didn't watch the end of it because I didn't want to know the end of it, but I wanted to see how long to get there. And it was like a 25 minute video of somebody showing you how to get there. Dude. And I'm like, that's, you have to be <clears> able to sparrow fly perfectly and use uh strand and use your friend's rocket strands it's like it's like all right i'm gonna use a strand as a hunter and i'm gonna create the grapple point for you to then grapple on and it's like bro this is it's unreal what they had to do to get into that room and i'm like yeah no i'm not doing that i'm good i'll just wait till i can open the door myself uh, do we think the seasonal exotics gonna be tied behind that I mean, Kinda the like one from last uh, season. season of the deep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was, it was in a door near the end of inactivity. So. Yeah. But you it's, uh, it's had to catch all those freaking fish. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Next little topic here is what's a controversial Halloween candy and destiny Two? Uh, we know what the one is in IRL uh, candy thorns. The best one. So, uh, you know, I think I've been asking for a thorn catalyst probably for, I don't know, probably 80 out of the 130 episodes. I probably, I probably bought it up. Um, I feel like that anyways. So it's finally going to get one in season 23. So uh, it's going to grant bonus to range and stability. And then dealing final blow or absorbing a remnant grants additional increased weapon range as well as increased increase to mobility and handling for a short time. Uh, that's great. Like Thorn need, needed a range bump, uh, in my opinion. And uh, no, I think this is this is awesome. We talked about you know Thorn is going to be one of the more iconic weapons and Des- Destiny as a whole, and it definitely is. You know. You think back whenever it was like first launched, right? And wasn't it like two tapping people for a long time? Um, yeah, and that, that and the the quest to get it was pretty hard. <clears throat> you had to get like void. You had to go like plus a hundred with void kills, basically. And unless you had like Atheon's epilogue, which was like a weapon that dropped only from Atheon, like a small percent chance. Uh, it was a uh, primary weapon that could shoot void damage one of like there was the only one at the time so that was really the only way um for scrubs like me to get it (laughs) and you have to remember Uh, back then um some let's see was it titan that didn't even have a void class Uh, yeah no wait no because they had bubble it was hunter didn't have the shadow shot yet yeah 
Yeah, so they didn't even have a hunter. They didn't like you couldn't get it, grenade. They had kills. void. They had bubble, but there were no like even grenade kills you could get on the hunter. Yep. Yep. And I, and I was a hunter on. main at the time, so <laughs> yep. good old days. We were, everybody was a hunter main when D one came out. What are you talking about? I was a hunter main until you guys bullied me into being a titan. I was a hunter best. main until I appreciate it. You saw the electric fingers, the tickle fingers, and were like, "That's I'm all about it." No, oh, no, it was that was, no, that was, I'm sorry, was that was so taken overpowered. King. It was so overpowered and forsaken yeah. that I was like, "Yep, yeah, gonna be a warlock now." Mm. Yeah, the, and, the instant and, reload. Well, is that that's it, right? Well, it was that, and it also had the uh, the boots with the arc, the arc beam. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah geomags. Geomags. You could you could wipe out the. <laughs> In Gambit, the prime you evil in Gambit, so much damage. Yeah, There's Titan melting point to Geomags done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. on on <laughs> no on stacks, third. literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you and had then, three warlocks, you could just wipe we all got, the beginning. Whenever we all got mountaintops, we would just stand in the well and just boom, boom, continuously. Boom, 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 boom. Anarchy and then boom, 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 boom. Dude went on some dumb win streaks. In Gambit back then, I'm talking like legit 20 plus win streaks oh, in Gambit. Yep, and wasn't that in the days where there was no skill based matchmaking in Gambit? It was really just play, <laughs> yeah, was, play a game, yeah. It was just, just us, it was us just being mean as F. All right. Um, next thing in the twit is that they showed off the new supers for the final shape. And the the new aspects that goes along with them. Um, you know, Warlocks is looking pretty strong. Uh, Fox, did you get to watch that? And, and what did you think? Uh, I watched it and I was like, oh, cool. We'll see how it is when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't, like, blown away by any stretch. But I don't really... I don't really... It's going to sound dumb, but I prefer killing things with guns than I do with supers. <clears throat> the only time I really use supers is if something's really difficult. Otherwise, I'll kind of hold it through most activities. You know, I just think back to um, Vow Disciple and that third encounter where you got to trade out the relics. I feel like that yeah. super would have been great at that time. Yeah, it would have been. That's, yeah. uh, I'd yeah, like to get super. in that raid so we can get Chad some of those challenges. It's only two. It's only the worst two. Is that it? It's uh, it's it's the the caretaker and then the third encounter. The caretaker. Everybody has to take the gaze, right? Or is is that is it? Everybody has to take a gaze. I'm not sure. I just know it's. Or do you have to thing. dunk one at a time? Is it everybody dunks or everybody shoots a symbol? I think. No, everybody doesn't no. have to shoot a symbol, but I think they can only shoot one symbol at a time, maybe. It's either I'll, that I'll or everybody has to take the gaze. Yeah, I think it's the gaze one, but anyway. Um, Chad, you know, Titan's getting a, a super that has, has some range to it, and uh, and you got some axes to throw around. How's it looking to you? It's, it's definitely looking like a lot of fun. Um, it's basically... Um, small nova bomb 
essentially. It's just a souped up grenade that turns into an axe that you can pick up. So that's, that's a lot of fun. Um, I like making a lot of things volatile on my Titan. That's, that's, that's always a happy time. Um, and the whole, uh, shield turning into a wave that blows people up and turns them volatile is also again, more volatile. So that's always just a ton of fun. Um, so it's looking, if anything, it, it might not be amazing, but it looks like it'll at least be a fun time for ad clear. It'll just make what is already a fun ad clearing, uh, just kit, just a little bit more entertaining. Um, if not good, still at least entertaining. And that's what I'm about. I'm about having a happy time blowing things up, making them blow other things up and just, uh, you know, enjoying myself. Yeah, definitely give that Void Titan more of an offensive offensive identity than just defense and overshield. But, you know, picking up an axe, I, was able to, I see they could block just like a sword or a glave when you had that battle axe. So that's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the Hunter, they definitely showed it off in PvP, the new super, and that's where it's going to be its best at. And they showed a little bit of PvE action with it, and I don't think it's going to be much in PvE except for maybe like getting across long large areas maybe because you could teleport with damage resist and i think that would be good but um probably just like encounter dependent um and then there's um lo-fi beats to tie to uh youtube i haven't given i haven't given this a listen yet but usually um if it's hive and Ares related it's, it's usually going to be pretty cool sounding chad did you listen to this yet i haven't yet i was going to save it for later i usually like lo-fi lo-fi stuff um post malone's got some lo-fi bangers his songs went pretty nicely so kind of interested to hear what these are going to sound like i have not played it i since reset I logged in like Tuesday after work and played for like an hour. And then we were planning on running a raid and doing nightfall and we had DDoS night. And then yesterday, DDoS night. And then today I came in and I did one altar of, is altar of sorrow? Is that what it's called? That don't sound right. That's on the moon. That's on the moon. Uh, Altar of summoning? Yes. Did one of those. And played with some people that I'm not sure have ever touched that activity before. They had no idea what, and they're like level eights and nines. Like there's somebody's, you know, coming in there Mm -hmm. and my God, but I'd rather be, I'd rather have my six year old on one and screen and my four year old on the other than to play with those people again. It was rough. Uh, But that's about all the destiny and I've got in. But I've kind of had the urge to play, but the, like you kind of mentioned earlier, the funny guns kind of took the fun out of some of it. Even the raids, I didn't really enjoy. Do It was funny the first time, but the two other times after that, I could have done without. Yeah, this last bit of the, the toy here is some motion capture pictures of uh, some of the Eris and Ikora scenes and what goes along with that. Uh, yeah, so that's it for the twid. Um, a couple of the highlights from the update that went live today. 
So Quetta's in, improved essence of oversold drop rates. Um, that's the biggest thing. Abilities. It fixed an issue where players could activate their Glaive Melee while in Weave Walk. Uh, so hopefully Weave Walk is back. It's been like disabled since the week one of the season, right? Yep. Yep. Well, on that first Thursday, I said it kind of sucked. And then uh, right as we started recording, the video started coming out of how busted it is. <laughs> and it got uh, it got disabled since then. So... Uh, yeah, so, and then the funny guns got fixed. So hopefully that sticks and that is over with. Uh, all right, now it's time to move on to our three likes and three dislikes for the week. I'll go ahead and go first here. My like, it was uh, getting some extra sleep because funny gun glitch uh, took the fun out of the game. Uh, like we kind of mentioned so far, one time's good, and then you're kind of like, all right, this is understand what's going on, and it just the challenge is gone. The like, just if when you're raiding with the with your people, it's always a good time. But um, just trying to get better at the raid, you're you just you didn't get better that week. You just you you glitched it. So we got more sleep. So that's good. I believe it said, you guys play whatever you want. I'm going to bed. I believe that was the... Yep. the no, he said, you guys play whatever you want. Say. Have fun. I'm going to bed. Oh, okay. That's what it was. I missed I miss the have fun part because I knew he didn't really mean it. <laughs> uh, my like this week was uh, being able to only log in sometimes because <clears throat> our uh, Canadian brother logged in for the first time in months and we were unable to play destiny because of DDoS attacks, but, uh, two of the conquerors corner boys went and played halo infinite with him. And I had quite the swell time playing halo infinite that night. And hopefully we find more excuses to head over and play that a little bit more. Fiesta is still one of my favorite things. I mean, I enjoy SWAT cause it's sweaty but Fiesta is hilarious. It's just, it's, it's a ball of a time and I enjoy it very much. Um, now my like for the week is, uh, funny guns. They're funny. They, they, they took, they took the challenge out of the game that didn't exist in the first place. Uh, for us, but like Jared said, it did, it didn't let anybody actually learn any encounters or anything because you had funny guns. Um, I didn't make any, Ryan didn't make any, Jared didn't make any, um, we didn't, we didn't want to do that to ourselves, to our computers and we didn't care to, to figure it out. I, I was more enjoying the videos, watching stupid stuff happen and, uh, and, uh, watching the first time watching Iryut and Crota just disappear was funny. Um, and then it was only funny after that when it was with, with the homies. Um, cause it's like, I know these guys, I know we're good at the raid. We don't need to really practice it so far. Just the first encounter. Um, so just killing yeah, these bosses fast there. is fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, no funny guns were neat. Um, do you think you're better than people? 
Do you think you're better than people that made them? No. Yes. Jared, no. I think yes. I'm better than people that made them also. Like, I, have I mean, I don't think I'm better no, than Shifty. No trouble saying that. I do. You're ch- I'm, I mean, glad, I'm, I'm glad you do that. <laughs> Shifty had a funny, fun gun. I, I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> he didn't give me any turns with it, though. Um, now, my dislike is that we don't have funny guns for Master Mode uh, Vow the Disciple uh, this, this weekend. Because I would very much like to have just melted the caretaker immediately and gotten the challenge out of the way. But, uh, oh well. It's not Did you look up what that challenge was yet? No, not yet. I'll look it up while you talk. You, can do it. you only have okay. to grab one. When you go in, you can only grab one symbol. Uh, is that all it is? Okay. Yep. You got so you got. Because I thought the hardest part of that one was the person that's on the side killing the overlord hobbies. Isn't that the? Oh yeah. That's the hardest job. Yeah, but if you have two people that can freeze them, you can just leave them alive, and they don't spawn new ones. And they don't respawn in. Yeah, I think that was like out of the six positions: the two runners, the two side guys, and the two people. Passing gaze. I think the Overlord Hobgoblin guys had the hardest part. If I remember, it's been a while. I mean, I I got that done so long ago. You know what I mean? Can't even hardly remember what it is or how to do it. I mean, it's so crazy. But, I didn't get an invite. Yeah, I know. Well, you don't like the LFG, <laughs> so it's true. I don't. So I probably would have said no anyway. But an invite would have been nice. Uh, my dislike is uh. I'm not, I thought it might get better, but I'm still not really enjoying that first encounter of Crota, like the, the lamp encounter. It's uh it's a little too long. If you're going to die, you're going to die like seven minutes into it. And it's a real, for a raid that can be done. Like if you beat that part on your first try, like you're pretty well guaranteed a sub hour run. Uh, but that can get you real high up there. I think our fastest is like a 42 so far. And, but like that part is enough to drive you crazy. So, but uh, we just got to get better. And the main thing is just everybody understanding that they have to talk and call out during that part. You really need like four people to worry about the buffs. The other two can just worry about not falling in the holes. Or getting hit by the pendulums. Yeah. Um, the start of Master Quota being this weekend. Um, of course, it's this weekend when I have plans of not being by my computer. So, of course, that's, that's exactly how it goes. How it goes. Mind. All right. Next up is Weapons Breakdown. So, uh, this week, we're talking about three weapons from Crota's End. And uh, three, actually, you know, I think they all have a place somewhere uh, in the sandbox. First up here is Fang of Irute. It is a strand scout rifle, and it is the rapid-fire frame. So, that means you usually want to help out some of that recoil direction uh, when that's happening. So, I'm going arrowhead break. Uh, for PVE with Appended Mag, Rapid Hit, and Precision Instrument. That Precision Instrument is a new perk this season to where um, your damage ramps up based on the amount of precision hits that you hit. And usually with Scout Rifles, you're kind of shooting stuff from a distance. It's not that hard to hit a crit. 
uh, with the aim assist with scout rifles. So I feel like that goes really well hand in hand. Um, for PvP, again, arrowhead break, and then ricochet rounds, rapid hit, and kill clip. That's the kind of the role you wanted on the Randy's throwing knife back in the day. And um, again, it's the same here of, uh, of what you're looking for. Now, the other option in the last column is sword logic. I think sword logic is going to be good in PvP and PvE. Um, and you'll kind of see that moving forward on another weapon. Now, the second weapon here is going to be Swordbreaker, and that's the Lightweight Frame Shotgun. So, Lightweight Frame's Pellet Spread got pulled in a little bit this uh, this last season, or maybe it was the mid-season patch. And uh, so, it should be better um, and more competitive now. But I think Precision Frames are still winning out. For PvE, you're looking at Rifle Barrel, Assault Mag, Threat Detector with Surrounded, or 1-2 Punch. Now, it's completely dependent upon how you play um one two punch titans and hunters you can definitely play into that and then warlocks not really big about melees right now so so rounded might be a better choice pvp again i'm gonna go rifle barrel just to push as much range out as possible and it's a lightweight frame so it's already better at handling than than other shotguns so i'm doing acquires rounds slide shot and opening shot just Pure range, I'll make sure those pellets are not going to be falling off due to the amount of range. Last weapon here, Abyss Defiant, solar high impact auto rifle. This is the one that, um, like the first week of the season, somebody had one of these melting people in a crucible. And um, so I'll go ahead and go over the PvP roll first here. And that's going to be small bore, ricochet rounds, reconstruction with sword logic. I mean, getting a guardian kill with sword logic, and then you run it around with a, a great, a great buff there. Um, see if I can get that number pulled up. What that is? Twenty percent, twenty percent in PvP. Whatever you get a kill, and it lasts uh, for ten seconds, I believe, or seven and a half. That's still seven and a half. That's that's pretty. That's just five percent less than kill clip, and kill clip don't last seven seconds. Uh, PVE, small bore, appended mag, reconstruction with target lock. Um, I do like target lock and like higher end PVE stuff, but if we're just like doing a regular dungeon or some strikes, I'm actually really good. I'm good with having sword logic there in that last spot. All right, now it's time for gambling corner. Gambling Corner is my favorite part of the show, uh, I will say. Unfortunately, we did not get to do the Nightfall this week because of the DDoS and biddies that were discussed earlier. So uh, we are going to just push our get, push this Gambling Corner back. We will get it done. This We will get it done before reset. Uh, Scout's Honor, hopefully, probably. And uh, current standings are... Jared, 5,000. Ryan, 11,000. Chato, 17,000. And it was closest to the total amount of kills in the next GM. I guessed 417. Chato guessed 416. Jared guessed 476. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Stay tuned. Half-baked takes. Nothing this week either. 
but we are headed to the war. Chad, tell us something good this week, my guy. Uh, well, hopefully it's good. Uh, we're going to be finishing off some of the seasonal exotics, uh, the three arms, uh, grenade launcher, some other, some other stuff. But uh, we'll start off with the seasonal grenade launcher, Exodirus. The cards gleamed in Eris Morin's hands, each one a taut web of meanings pinned down in a place so that it is a signifier and all of its instability could be held and comprehended. She lay the first card on the table. Blades, of course, she thought, the hive's childish logic. But like all childish things, it was persistent. They were all ensnared in its thesis. For now, it was their purpose as much as the hive's. The second card over the first, the adherent, Zivu Aroth, the greatest and most committed proponent of her brother's grand theory. Zivu Aroth blade guarded the blade's card with her life. It held her with the great lies she told herself. Eris placed the third card down below the others, the sisters, Arash, Sathona, Zero, the hive god's first names and first selves. But the fourth card made her hesitate. She looked at it and stared back. The Harbinger. It could be no one but herself. She placed it to the left of the others. Perhaps now she counted among those sisters. Savathun, Zivu Aroth, and Eris Morn. A game between siblings, a love that sharpens. Another card to write of the first two. The Lie. Eris furrowed her brow. The cards had manifested through hive magic. Perhaps it denoted how the hives see the guardians. Liars denying the all-edged truth of the sword logic. Or was it the lie of the logic itself? The lie of the deep? The lie of worms? Three cards above the rest. One beside the other. Liminal, ascension, lacuna. All the aspects of a guardian's light. She had not held it for centuries. The hive sisters below beckoned more loudly than the light did. Eris made a column of the remaining cards. At the bottom, the witch. Above that, the truth. Then, lament. Then, the wish. Who was the witch? Savathun or herself? The thought gave her pause. From whom did the truth flow? There were too many truths for any one to triumph. But lament she knew. The slaying of Oryx, Zivor Roth's greatest loss. Would the truth lead to another hive sibling's death? Eris looked to the last card. The wish puzzled her. A wish is desire, the greatest power in this universe. Eris had wished before. It had led her here. Would she be asked to wish again? What else would her desire rot? Turning away, Eris left the cards on the table and took her questions with her. Next, the Titan Arms, Pyrogale Gauntlets. Lord Shax watched the crucible match play out below his announcer's perch, but his mind was elsewhere. Since the witness's assault on the traveler had become uncharacteristically anxious, he had tried to throw himself into the crucible with renewed vigor, but his preoccupation had proven too difficult to shake. A sudden flash of solar light disrupted his fretting. He sat up and focused on a titan who was wearing a new piece of kit, some kind of gauntlets Shax had never seen before. Shax leaned into the microphone. Fought like a titan of the first pillar, he boomed. One minute left. The enemy is out of second chances. While his teammates concentrated their rifle fire from undercover, the titan instead charged directly, directly at the oncoming team. 
Shax chuckled to himself, Titans always thinking with their fists. He waited eagerly to see how the Guardian's gambit would unfold. As the Titan reached the oncoming fireteam, he leapt into the air, unleashing a halo of solar flame. When he landed, a furious wave of fire surged forward, immolating the opposing Guardians where they stood. Shax jumped up from his seat. Look what one Guardian can do with nothing but their ghost, their weapon, and their light. He thundered. It was the type of triumphant moment that he'd envisioned when he founded the Crucible, and the perfect diversion to take his mind off the witness, at least for a while. And the hunter arms, the mothkeeper's wraps. She had tracked the infested ogre across the throne world, led by its trailing effluvium. Now it lay collapsed against a cracked jade pillar, its wheezing form obscured by a thick blanket of moths. As she approached, ripples of startling color shimmered over the ogre as the moths flashed their vibrant underwings in warning. She pulled her hood tight against her exposed face. She would have to work quickly. The moths on the ground shivered as she stepped carefully over them. She took a breath of the powdery air and reached into the rustling mass, shoulder deep as quivering wings beat against her neck. She groped blindly until her fingers finally grazed against the withered ogre its hide yielding as old leather. Her knife was swift and sure. The ogre shuddered once, and it was over. As she withdrew her knife, the moths took flight with the muffled rush of thousand zephyr-borne petals. Then they were upon her, covering her cloak, her shoulders landing in her hair. They smothered her with dusty bodies, brushing against her lips as she whispered the incantation she stole from the witch queen's spire. She traced the outline of a hive room in the air with her knife, then touched the tip of a blade to the back of her hand. The moths fell still, hushed, by pectinate antennae, quivering as they considered the offer. Not a host, but a home. Warlock arms, briar binds. The vines coiled and twisted up her arm, blooming their deep purple as they settled over her glove. She flexed her fingers and felt the thorns in her wrist. The thrall ran towards her, their claws outstretched, her void soul shimmered into being as she stood at her ground. She fired her weapon and the void soul fluttered towards them, reaching out with its dark web of light as it weakened the drained the life of the thralls. They fell one after another, then the acolytes advanced. She sprinted towards the void soul, the delicate tendrils on her glove unfurled. She could feel the faint call, the scent, the color that drew the eye. The void soul was drawn to her as she to it. She raised her weapon and fired again. And finally, the Raid Sparrow, Crota's Exile. My poor nephew, so headstrong, so ambitious, attacking every problem with only tool he knows, his sword. He hacks at his insecurity, his sister's cleverness, even his father's throne, desperate to carve his own shape into the world, sovereign from the great navigator. And where did his overweening pride lead him? into exile. Such a shame. But do you know what? I predict he'll return stronger than ever. And when he does, it won't be because he grew as cunning as his auntie, or as clever as his sisters, or as thoughtful as his father. It'll be because he finally found a bigger sword. Ooh, I mean, Eris is getting, getting, getting real deep in there into some of that hive magics. And now with the, uh, the lore from the moth keepers wraps, we're seeing that there are other, um, other beings, peoples that are going into using hive runes as well. 
So it's going to be, it's going to be weird. Yeah, high magic scenes, it's going to be really interesting in the future, you know, the sixth subclass probably, right? We'll see. Yeah. All right, that brings us to the mailbag. Got a little bit more of a hefty mailbag this week. Fox, go ahead and kick it off. Question one. Do you think they had any people that looks like not Ryan into mocap callus? Uh, first of all, fuck you for that right in. Uh, second of all, I'm guessing they looked more like me than they did like uh, the person that mocapped Eris in the twid that you can see. Like if you're doing mocap and you have a a larger person, you have to have a, if you have a larger character, you have to have a larger person, right? Is that how that works? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine like you know the suits that they put on when they train police dogs and they come and like fuck dude. <laughs> yeah, do you uh did you did either of you play the Tomb Raider reboot that came out in like twenty twelve through like twenty sixteen? <clears throat> there was like Tomb Raider and then like Rot, Tomb Raider Rise of something and then Shadows of something. You never play those? Mm-mm. So, first of all, you should because those games are those games rock. Um, but they used... Uh, Jared, I know you watched a little bit of Grey's Anatomy during the... Mm-hmm. The the character model that they used was Joe, uh, Karev's oh. wife. Okay. And she does, she does the voice. So... It's uh, super good. And based upon how they did that, I would think that obviously they there's nobody as ugly as Callus in real life. I mean, I've seen a few close people, but nothing quite like that. So, But I imagine they have to have the same general body type. Question two. Are you guys still enjoying the Crota Raid? Um, it's creeping up on king's fall as in like i really don't want to do it and it's not i don't think it's going to get to that point um it's probably going to be on the same level as crown of sorrow because that opening counter just sucks so bad and the rest of it's just is 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 good so i mean the opening's tough and only, really only because people hesitate. Because they're like, I, I don't want responsibility. I don't want to take that. And then, like, with the cooldowns, people have to do it. You have to take it. And there shouldn't be any questions. You just have to be aggressive in doing things. If If you get to a lantern and someone takes something from you and you're enlightened, if everyone's there, enlighten the lantern. If there's a dunk, wait for the dunk and the pickup and then enlighten. Always just enlighten. Don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Don't try to save it. Don't just just get rid of it so you can have a cooldown done and get grab the next thing. You need to be aggressive and just get in there and do it. If you hesitate, if you think too much, if you don't want to do it, don't do the opening encounter because you're going to make the rest of the team have to carry the weight 
and it's a lot harder in that opening encounter versus anywhere else in that entire raid. Um, and that's it. Like the, the times where we've gotten through it in one shot is because none of us were hesitating. We were, we were grabbing, we were trading, we were enlightening, just, just enlightening, just going bang, 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 bang. And we just got through it smooth as sailing without having to worry about a thing. But the minute that we do one where there's like two people that don't, don't really know it, don't want to do it, don't touch it, aren't speaking up is when we start getting wipes here and there because there aren't people that are grabbing, um, people are are starting to die because they forgot there's a hole there or they didn't know there was a hole there. And that's when it starts to, to fall apart because that's like the guy that falls in the hole is one of the three guys that's doing the rotating. And so the other two guys are like, well, I don't want to grab it. And then they don't grab it. And then everyone just blows up. It's like, bro, you, this is the one thing time you have to do anything. The rest of it, we can kind of ignore you. But this first part, you have to. Now, if we I could skip that, opening encounters, I'd be yeah. all for it. If we had a wish wall for every raid, I would start in the second encounter for a bunch of these raids. I think but the yeah, main thing is is just uh, having at least four people. Like, if you have four people that you know know what they're doing, four people can get you the damage you need to kill, like, your Ute before you get well, to Well, I mean, fifth. the rest of the raid, it's not, a, not an issue. I'm saying in the beginning... Right, five of but I'm just saying if you have need to be able to do it. Yeah, I think you could like swing four or five would be way more comfortable. Swing four, five, swing four is where you get wipes. Get five, and yeah. you have you're gonna make it one shot, no problem. It's gonna be yep, a forty two minute raid. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's definitely, definitely, definitely the case. <clears throat> question three. I thought about this question a lot today. Uh, are Grandmaster Nightfalls more boring than they've ever been? Um, I mean, they are battlegrounds now, but battlegrounds have just turned into keep everything at a distance or chain wells and, and Ursa Furiosis. It's one of the two. Yeah, there's, there's, I mean, we, we have gotten a little bit more cohesion as a group, but, um, they have gotten, Adding the battlegrounds, the only reason it's difficult is because we haven't done it yet or we haven't played it in so long that we just need a refresher. And even if one person like Jared or I runs through it and knows, oh yeah, there's going to be these champs in this next area, we're, we're going to be pretty smooth sailing there. Um, so it's nice that it's harder, but it also isn't harder in a way that's really engaging anymore, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think they're more boring. I mean, it's still I still very much look forward to them, but it's not what it used to be. That that first season of them was probably like a destiny time. Well, I don't think I'll ever get back to the excitement of trying to get all six of those done in two weeks. Uh, that was that was fun times. Yeah. <clears throat> Question number four, Chad, are you sure Eris isn't a bad guy? Yep. Yep. I'm, 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 I am 53% positive that she is not a bad guy. That's enough. That's enough to swing me into the yes camp. We're good. Okay. Or, well, yeah. Yeah. Don't ask me that question again. It might change. Question five. 
This one I had to read a few times. If Bungie passed out emblems to everybody who did not craft a funny gun, but played five hours or more during the time the glitch was discovered and the update, how big of an outrage would the community be in and what percent of players that met the aforementioned criteria of five hours of playtime without crafting would receive the emblem? I, I think I, this question feels catered to us a little bit there, but uh, I would enjoy it very much if only because <laughs> all the YouTubers would not get this emblem. None of them would get it. And I would enjoy that immensely if only because it would crack me the heck up. Like I would just, I would, all of them, every single one of them crafted something because they needed to make a video about it. We're not big YouTubers. We also didn't care to do the the things that they had to do to throttle their computers down and into that kind of a place. I don't think my computer would be able to do that without doing something really crazy, like download all the Call of Duty games at the same time and stream everything on Earth. Um, but I would I would enjoy that a lot. There would be a lot of outrage, but as one of the quote unquote content creators that didn't do any of it i would have a lot of fun with that i'd be like hey astacross oh, you like my album <laughs> i wish they would make it a shader oh oh it'd be even better uh, all, all black all black, would, all black uh, shader <laughs> yep yep they I'd, just call it vanta for that like <laughs> that like super black color oh, i'd be great yep. <laughs> no shine at all to it it's just flat flat black the, everything Whoever wrote this in, the best part of this question is that you have to have five hours of playtime in with it. Because that stops, like, the people that just didn't play, like, uh, they were out of town or just didn't play very much. It would be the people that, like, played enough to where they could have done it but didn't. Uh, that would that would be quite glorious. Um, what percent of people would make it? It would have to be, like... What less than ten percent, right? Yeah, I was thinking like five to seven percent of players. Oh yeah, it's it's got to be single digits on that one. All right, question six: Have you purchased any new games lately? Uh, yes. I bought Left for Dead, Left for Dead Two, Portal Two. And Red Dead Redemption 2. Almost bought Cyberpunk Jeez. because that new update came out. But saying all that, yeah. I spent 99 cents on Portal 2, $1.49 total on Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2. And then Red Dead I got for $19.99. So I spent like $23. <laughs> Excuse me. $23 and got all this. Pretty good deal. I did pick um, up oh, Left 4 Dead. And uh, golf for, golf with friends because Jared told me to, and then we couldn't even play it together. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I much for golf golfing with, with your friends. I golf alone. So, so if you have an Xbox Game Pass, it is the Windows version. Then if you buy it on Steam, it's the Steam version. And then if you're somebody's playing on Xbox, it's the Xbox version. And it has no oh. crossplay. Yeah, <laughs> so you can really play with your friends. <laughs> Well, you can play with me, Ryan, if you download it on Steam, because I got the Steam one. I, I have it on Steam, yeah. Heck yeah. I'll add it to the um, wish list to wait for it to go on sale. 
Is, oh, yeah, just buy it off CD keys like I did. It's like two ninety nine. Oh, okay. Um, I no no new games, but uh, DLC for a Pokemon game came out last week, middle of last week, I think, and I totally for like it just left my brain. I totally forgot all about it until like Friday or Friday night. I think it was it was shortly before the podcast because we did a Friday podcast, um, and. I'm like just going through YouTube because I had it set up so I could watch, I could have the podcast playing and I'm like, what's with this new Pokemon stuff? They're like, what's happening? So I'm, I click on one and it's like teal mask DLC. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. When's that coming out? And I'm like watching the video and there's like gameplay from a streamer. And I'm like, and I hit the Googs and I type it in. I'm like, son of a gun. It came out days ago. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I, I, I then proceeded on Sunday to uh, finish doing some stuff and then complete the, the new Pokedex that unlocked and, uh, and uh, beat, the, beat the DLC. And I was like, cool, that was a fun Sunday. Uh, now what am I going to do on Monday? But uh, yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. But no, no new games for me. Uh... Jared? My wife gave me a game called Rounds. It was really fun for about 45 minutes, and then I really figured out the game, and I just dominated her. So then it became not fun. <laughs> <laughs> for everybody involved. But Pro tip, a, never beat your wife at games. <laughs> um, but it's a game that it'd be funner if more people was playing, not just doing 1v1s, but uh, just a simple 2D, 2D shooter. But I picked up Left 4 Dead also, uh, and my wife yes. also picked it up. So hopefully yes. get in there and do that at some point. I, I vaguely remember playing it. Was that out on the Xbox 360? 360, the orange box. It was yep. on. Yeah. Oof. So. A while ago. I think All together, right. the, the, together the games were like 22, get, 22 gigs total. Oh, are they that much? I think total Dang. between them. Like, yeah. <laughs> The first one's only like five or six. The second one was in the teens. I did play uh, my my uh, brother-in-law and some of his bros got it as well. And I was playing at like 1 a.m. and one of them happened to hop in Discord. And uh, they sent me like a voice chat thing and I joined it and we were trying to find something to play together and I talked them into buying it. So, uh, that we did like one campaign together and, uh, it was fun. It was a real fun time. Like it would be a lot, it'd be very hard to find something that I could spend 75 cents on and have more fun with, uh, than that game. Last question, random number generator, the lottery ball segment. Started this last week. Last week, the number was six. I have a random number generator pulled up on the old computer here. And I am going to click the button three times. And on the third one, whatever it is, that's the the final, the official number. I'll let you guys pick your number first. 31. 
74. I'm going to say 53. I don't even know where 53 came from. Uh, I am going to try on the Twitch. Get this pulled over here just as a official official rendering. So we are going to click roll. Roll. Official number is two. Two is the official number. Wow. Okay. Single so digits, huh? We will keep that <clears throat> logged here and we will go through it. But that's it for us this week. Don't forget, I'm the Destiny Bad Boy, not Ryan Fox. You can follow us on Twitter at DestinyCCPod. If you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch, thank you. Take us on the road, Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast services. I'm going to let these other two guys sign off. Um, get those seasonal challenges done because uh, when it comes later in the season, you're not going to want to play. So just try to get them done now. Um, definitely agree with uh, with Mr. Jared. Uh, if you guys got any lore questions, definitely send us our way. Um, I'd, I'd like to talk about more as well as uh, why Eris is not the bad guy. All right, so don't ask me that again. As always, go Cats. Love you guys.